Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Dunk You Very Much, Central Taipei's number one English language NBA podcast. Your host, Sam Yarbs, is here with my co-host, Matthew Von Ryan. Matthew, how you doing? Great. Glad to be here. We are back with Brandon Thompson. Brandon, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Happy to be here again and uh, looking forward to this this debate, this uh, this. Be good. Challenge of the of uh, the minds for the two of you. Yeah, we're gonna uh, go at it. We're gonna go at it. It's gonna mm-hmm. get serious. It's gonna get, it's gonna get intense. If you missed the first part of our, this is a doubleheader pod Keep with Brando, uh, Brandon Thompson here, local yeah. Taipei notable, big NBA fan. Our first pod was almost all Toronto Raptors. Uh, yeah, talking about Toronto Raptors history, a little bit about America's opioid. Uh, <laughs> we, yeah. we, we did take a dark. We got turn. a little squirrely at the end. Yeah, but that's right. That's all right. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, thank you very much. We're not afraid yeah. to, to hit on that whenever we need to. What we're doing <laughs> now is we're gonna step into the court of Brandon. Thompson, Matt, and I have a couple of NBA topics. We're going to debate back and forth. As lawyers do, we're going to yeah. make our best case to Judge Brando. And I don't get a gavel, do I? You can bang yeah. on the anything, man. <laughs> this table doesn't look super solid. Yeah, it doesn't. Can, it's glass, it's too. I don't glass, really feel glass. Yeah. yeah. You can, but yeah, maybe Shattered. Like, yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. My landlord would be pumped about that, but that's yeah. all right. Like, uh, yeah, no, you can, uh, anytime you want to jump in. Yeah, anytime you jump in during this, feel free. We'll have a little free-flowing gotcha. debate about it, and you can let us know at the end cool. uh, who convinced you, or if neither of us did, you can tell us both the fuck off and choose. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I love I'm that. the winner of this one. Yeah, it's a, we're, we're, we're in your course. Looks like I'm going to go three for three. All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Nail it. Right. So we've got a couple of NBA topics that we're going to uh, bat, uh, bat back and forth a little yeah. bit and go, and go head to head on. And, uh, and the first one is looking at this young season so far. Uh, you know, we're barely uh, a fifth of the way into the year about. Uh, recording this right now on... Uh, when are we? This is the... 28th, 29th. 28th. Yeah. 28th. That's 28th. nice. Nice Great date for Tuesdays. I can never get them. Uh, November 28th right now in this young season. Uh, we're going to look at which teams we feel have had the most surprising start to the year. What? Uh, which teams have surprised us the most by what it's they've a young done year so far, in this early right? year? Exactly. So, uh, you know, not getting too carried away, but kind of looking at which teams we thought maybe would be doing better or which teams have surprised us by how well they're doing uh, or which teams Washington. mediocrity. <laughs> yeah, we got, there's a lot to choose from. There's, there's a lot of choices. There's yeah. a lot of things that have been, uh, have been shocking about this early year. Right. So, so, Matt, why don't you start it out and pitch? Which start to you has been the most surprising? And, and when we say surprise, you you don't necessarily mean positive. It could be a negative as well. Absolutely, yeah. Right? A team okay. that we see at near the bottom of the list that we thought would be a team near the top. Yeah. yeah. I like the way you think. Yeah. I was thinking about keeping it positive. A lot okay. of great choices. Yeah. Portland, Detroit, uh, Washington, all overperforming. Boston, 18-4. and four. But I'm going to look at the team who's disappointed me the most. I'm surprised by this. Mm. This is a team that was... a playoff team last year. There was sixth seed in the Western Conference. They added Carmelo Anthony, added yeah, Paul George, yeah. and they started off the season 8-11. and 11. Yeah. And it's not like they uh, struggled early and now they're kind of picking it up and they're back to their team like like a Cleveland or a right, Golden right. State the mm-hmm. first few games. Yeah. This team is 4-6 and six out of their last 10. They're not, they've lost two in a row. They're not showing any signs of being able to beat anyone really. And when they do beat someone, just because uh, yeah, it Paul George comes off with yeah, exactly, it doesn't look like they're riding the ship at all, right? No, it not just, at all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Oklahoma City Thunder, yeah, they, the the big win uh, against uh, the Golden State Warriors, yeah. they looked really yeah, good. That looks nice. Fun. But then they followed up with two losses. Two, two exactly, losses. exactly. Who are the like, two losses to? I think Detroit, Detroit, and the Kings, and the, no, the Kings beat the Golden State. It was another team that was that should not have been uh, the Mavericks. They lost. Oh, it was to the Mavericks. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible Mavericks. The, one of Mavericks. only five Mavericks wins on the season. Yeah. Um, and they and you're right about like their failure to like integrate these players. It's been uh, Kevin O'Connor had a piece on the Ringer this morning about mm-hmm. uh, about basically the problem. He put the problems at the feet of Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. What, what do you okay. think about that, Matt? 
Uh, I disagree with that. I, I think that... Uh, Shots fired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love R- Russell Westbrook. I'll, I'll never say anything bad about him. But uh, Really? Because you've seen some of the outfits he wears two games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's some criticism that could be there, but go on, go on. Some, yeah. I think it's Carmelo's. He's really fallen off his career. I, I think he's, oh, he's hit the wall maybe it. three years ago, and then we're just sort of hanging on, hoping that if we just give him 30 shots a game, he can average 24 <laughs> points. And now he's not even averaging that. Yeah. I think he's just being really inefficient. And next to a guy like Russell Westbrook, who is an inefficient shooter, but efficient in every other category, I think uh, they're sort of exposing each other. So I'm not going to put it all on Westbrook. I just oh. think Carmelo next to Westbrook, they're sort of exposing each other. They have the same flaw, mm-hmm. and together it just, uh, yeah, it's just too a, much. That's a great answer. You hate, you hate, you hate on Mello, man. Great, you hate on Mello. That's a great answer. Can you sway him? You, yeah. Who you got, Sam? You, you hate on Mello, man, but like I, I think that you got to look at the guy who's bringing the ball up the court more often. I think Russell Westbrook, that's a great point. Russell Westbrook brings the ball up the court on 67% of the, of the Oklahoma City possessions. This is the guy who's initiating the office, who's putting into play. Like, I don't think that you can blame it on Melo because I don't think the expectations were there for Melo to be this transcendent guy. He was always going to be the third banana on this team. Uh, uh, And I think it's the lack of the Westbrook-Paul George really meshing. There's Mm got to be better use for Paul George than, like, you know, running him off screens and, exactly. and throwing up three pointers and hoping that he has one of his forty point games where he just gets hot. Like, yeah. there's got to be a better two man game, uh, uh, especially you know given how great he is at the other end of the, of the floor on, on, the, on the defensive end. So I, I, I thought Melo was a great uh, catch and shoot player. I, I, I thought that's where he made a lot of his bread and butter with back with Denver. Yeah, he's supposed to be. He's he was advertised. He's he right? he a great spot and shoot shooter, but he unfortunately chooses to stop the ball a lot. He becomes a little bit of a ball stopper. The ball stays in his hand. He does a pump fake dribble and do a spin move. But you and really think it's Westbrook? Right? Challenges the city. Yeah, I think that the guy's the reining MVP. You, you yeah, but, yeah, but Sam, the, the master debater here, he's uh, he's painted me into a corner, which I had nothing about Westbrook. I'm saying the most disappointing thing is the team of the Oklahoma team. City. The team of Oklahoma City. It's Carmelo being inefficient. It's Westbrook being inefficient. I'm saying this team is the most surprising team. At 8-11, and 11, uh, if the uh, season ended today, they would not even be in the playoffs. You look at this team. Yeah, that's certainly a candidate for surprising start. They've done the covers of, of so many NBA magazines preseason. Mm. The new big three. Yeah, Westbrook's yeah, they were new the big three, right? team. Yeah, so. I mean, if you look at disappointing teams in the West, right below them, also at 8-11, the Clippers, another team we yeah. thought might have been up there. Uh, but I'm They're going to blow that up, though. Yeah. I'm Get ready. Oh, he's there. That's yeah, DJ. Yeah, no, that's, he's, that's, he's, he's out of town. Yeah. I'm gonna keep it positive though. I don't. Okay. I don't like to dwell on the on the on these cellar dwellers, these bottom teams, these playoff measures. I want to. I want to talk about the bright spots of the NBA season. The most surprising start to me. How Toronto? can it not be the Toronto Raptors? <laughs> ah, yes, I knew, the it, I knew it. seed again. Oh, oh my God, kangaroo court, kangaroo court. I'm no, you. no, no. The division the rivals the Boston round. Celtics. <laughs> okay. oh the Boston yes, Celtics. Yes, Eighteen yes. and four to start the year. They lost one game. They're eighteen and three uh, just before this. Eight and two over their last ten. The number one defense in the league after seeing Hayward go down. I mean, this is eighteen and fourteen. You can basically take those first two losses. The, the against the Cavaliers in the game Hayward breaks his ankle, yeah. uh, breaks his leg, and then the game immediately following that that they have to play on, on the following night. You can almost throw those two out the window and look at this team, eighteen and two since those first two games, uh, this stretch, and the and the fact that uh, Kyrie Irving led 
uh, team is number one in the league in defense. It's absolutely, to me, the most surprising statistic of the year, the most surprising individual or team stat that just kind of jumps off the page. Uh, this team is winning in all sorts of ways. Al Horford looks like a completely rejuvenated new player. Um, the Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, the start that these young guys, 21 and 19 years old respectively, Jeez. have had is absolutely insane uh, to see them stepping into these big minutes. Their bench has looked amazing. I mean, everything is hard to, to nitpick at this team. Team, uh, and find flaws in in what they in what they've been doing. Uh, the Boston Celtics um, lost to Detroit uh, last night. Andre Drummond, big big game, 24 points, 22 rebounds. So rebounding definitely still going to be a little bit of an issue for this team. But Drummond's been They're doing that. Big team, though, yeah, right? Drummond's been doing that to everyone this year. I mean, that's just this part of the Drummond resurgence right now. 18 and four to me. That's the most surprising start. Matt, what do you think about that? I mean, Sam mentioned the answer. It's the Detroit Pistons. They're number two in the Eastern <laughs> yeah. Conference. They were predicted to be about the eighth seed. Boston was predicted to be one or two. This is not a surprise. This is no surprise. It's amazing what they've done without Hayward, but the fact that they're at the top that's, that's doesn't surprise I think surprise the surprise me. that Hayward broke his, I mean, broke his foot in that, or in the, his leg in that way. His whole leg, yeah, it's I popped out. That uh, was scary, and I thought that mm-hmm. season was done, and I thought their season was going to go like that, actually. Absolutely. And yeah. like Kyrie now being asked to be like the leader of this team without, like Hayward was thought by many to be probably the best player on that team going into the year. For sure. Kyrie has put the team on his place back. Though. Absolutely, yeah, both ends of the court and doing right. what he does. I mean, you just redistribute some of the shots that those young guys are taking to Hayward and that team. I mean, but how can you be much better than 18-4? and four? Like, certainly they were thought to be number one or number two, but not, you know, like, what are they now, four games ahead of the number two seed in the Eastern Conference? Well, I didn't think that they'd go in the 16-0 run. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, so that part is surprising, but I don't know. Maybe maybe he's right about this, though. I'm, I'm thinking, like, the, the, the Cavaliers... The judge, we got the judge first. thinking. <laughs> we should have brought the whiskey. We should have brought the whiskey. We should have brought the whiskey. But I'm just saying, like... You're right. They, the Cavs were going to be one. Definitely Celtics were going to be two. Mm-hmm. All right, that so, was how it was going to be. So of the kind of four that we've touched on, the two main ones, Matt says Oklahoma City Thunder at 8-11, and 11, uh, possibly LA Clippers at 8-11. and 11, It's a little surprise. Or in the Eastern Conference, the Boston Celtics 18-4, and four, or the Detroit Pistons at 13-6. and six. Brandon, what do you think? What's the most surprising start? Yeah. I would probably go with, with Oklahoma. Hey, Oklahoma hey, I, hey, I, uh, I think, uh, it, I think he's right right here. Oklahoma. Just it's simply Where because Oklahoma is a, such a surprise. Mm. No. I'm shocked. And I, at this... At this pace, at this rate, I don't, I can't see them even being, uh, being in the playoff picture. Come, uh, I would say, come February, I don't think they're going to be even around. I don't think. Yeah, and if they're in, they're at the very bottom. Yeah. You know, we're twenty games in. Like, yeah, they already have eleven losses. Like. This <laughs> and it's the Western the Conference. This, this is not yeah. the Eastern Conference. Yeah. It's the Western Conference. I mean, if you don't get up to the five spot, you're playing either Houston, Golden State, or San Antonio in the first round. Uh, yeah. San Antonio with Kawhi back. Those yeah. are the top three. Lock them down in the Western in the West. Uh, five Hail Marys, then, and you're done. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's. It, I mean, you got to get to that that four or five to have a shot in the first round. I think this is a team that we thought uh, at the beginning of the year, Matt, like we thought would be the number two team in the Western Conference. Like this is a. Yeah, a, I was really heavy on their over. I yeah. They had a chance to win the championship if everything went well. I think they had big, big odds is like fifty to one or something. So uh, mm-hmm. we had a hypothetical podcast at the beginning of the season where we played some hypothetical bets. This was one of the bets I really liked was yeah. that they had a chance if everything broke right. For it's, this is just the Golden State fatigue injury year. Yeah, you Hard really you, chose you actually went with that all. So then, but, no wonder you're so surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. disappointed more. More disappointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Not gonna see that money again. Basically. Yeah. Did you think <laughs> yes. that? Do you really feel like this is this season's exposed, Mellow? 
to be this kind of. I mean, I was never a big Mellow fan. I hate really? Mellow, but uh, <laughs> for good reason. I think, yeah, it's exposed him as a player who, his defense has always been a liability, but now he's not even an efficient scorer. So what is he? If he's not the best player on his team, like uh, New York, you know, he, yeah. he proved that he could not lead a team. I need better players. Okay, well, you're not a good third wheel because you're an inefficient scorer. You're bad at defense, so like, what are you in the NBA? That's true. No. Besides an Olympic player. Olympic Do you see my medal? Yeah, Slovakia. There you go, yeah. Angola Angola before before he is. I don't know what he is. Shout out to Angola. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to all of our Angolian listeners. All the opioid fans. The opioid, yeah. I have a tangential connection to the Angolan basketball team. I spent a summer interning for... Vermont's first uh, professional basketball team, the ABA's Vermont Frost Heaps. Oh, you're um, kidding. Yeah, American basketball, the revival of the ABA, which came back. They used the old red, white, and blue ball. That's uh, awesome. They started a team. Uh, Alexander Wolf, who's a writer for Sports Illustrated, started a team in, uh, in they split their time between Burlington and, and Barrie, uh, uh, Vermont, and they played their, their inaugural season there. They won the ABA championship in their inaugural season. Woo! Uh, I think went on to have back to back championship season. I think the league collapsed. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So yeah, they won an only championship. Yeah, they're, they're, good. they're the only revived ABA champ. The Frost Heaves were going to be the bump in their road. That was the motto of the team. Uh, bump the Moose was their mascot. There's a lot of, a lot of a lot of marketing behind it. It was good stuff. Their coach, Will Voigt, a young guy who came out of uh, the L.A. Clippers like film room, he was like a film scout for them, coached the ABA team, has moved on. Last year coached Nigeria to the Africa Cup champions and now is the head coach for Angola. He is the head coach and I think they just qualified for the Olympics recently. There's a video of the Angolan team. So Will Voigt. Shout out to Jeez. Will Voigt. This is his Will Voigt. Look at this. This is unreal. That's yeah, awesome. Will Voigt, yeah. I, I worked with the, that team for one summer before they had their uh, they went on their, their winning streak and coach Will Voigt. So, so Will Voigt, if you're listening, give us a like on Twitter. He was recently in uh, he, was in, he was in Taiwan recently too with what? a basketball team he was bringing uh, over uh, maybe it might have been with one of the international teams or, or may, he might have been coaching a time like doing a summer camp with one of the Taiwanese teams the SBL oh, teams kidding. yeah he was in he was posting stuff from like Taroko Gorge like, hey, Coach here's, Will. Here's, a, here's a good little story for a, for a second uh, a couple well obviously back in September when Kyrie was starting to ask the trade you know he was in Taiwan when right. He was that's right you know and he had a party at the W Oh, nice. And uh, Marcus Aurelius was was called, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Are you free, Kyrie? Mm-hmm. Somebody wants to, you know, go up and, and play." Yeah. And he was not free. He had to. He had a DJ that night. He got a, another gig. So Kyrie was looking for a DJ. And it would have been so sweet to be wow. able to go. Oh yeah, yeah. that was amazing. Yeah, man. I would have been awesome to hear him shit talk LeBron. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, just like you know, Kyrie shit talk going on that because that was the weekend that in the entire world to have him to have him here in the city. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah right here. Oh, yeah. my God. He was teaching Jeremy Lin's brother how to do the Eurostep. Remember that? Was <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was schooling. That's was was some funny stuff. All right. So, all right, Matt, you want to know against us. Let's go. Want to know. Let's go into the next topic. The Ooh. young player, if you had the choice, uh, the one. young player in the league that you would want most want to build a franchise I, around. And I love that you guys have kept this a secret because I'm, I'm, I'm going to be surprised now. So yeah. Let's hear it. Let's yeah. hear it. Because yeah. I have my own opinions about this. Strong opinions, go on. One reason why I kept it a secret was because it was a secret to me until about 10 minutes before this podcast started. You're kidding. There are just so many choices to go back and forth. Like, you could pitch me any of five uh, players, and Mm -hmm. I'd say... When we say young, by the way, are we doing a cap of age? 
Twenty-three under. Yeah. Okay. Twenty-three under. Okay. Pretty fair number. That's fair. Yeah, you get the the Towns, Porzingis, Embiid generation. all under the same tenth, basically. Yeah. I'm gonna go a little bit off the board. A guy that when I watch is like, this is just a blue chip guy. This is just a leader. This is a superstar. This is a guy who, although missed his rookie year due to injury and is injured now, I still think he doesn't have an injury problem in the future. <laughs> All right, these right. two are sort of um, sort of random injuries. I'm going Ben Simmons. Oh, oh, that was Markel Fultz. That's, 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 that's it. That's it. That's it. Nice. No, ben Simmons is awesome. Oh, he's, every, everything that I've seen of this guy. But go on. Go yeah. On. Let's, let's. It just, just the way he carries himself. He just There's just certain people in the league who are like just the chuckers or they got swag. But there's other people who just, they just have it. Yeah. You know, he's not mm-hmm. Dion Waiters who thinks he's the man. He just... <laughs> yeah. Got yeah. Shot he's fired at Dion for no reason. Dion Waiters. Dion's like, why am I... He's our only listener. You just know he's like, damn. Why am I in this conversation? Damn. 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 I guess I find yeah, I had some talk shit about it. Here we go. Yeah, I mean, Ben Simmons just has it. He's got that quality where he doesn't need to talk. You, you just feel it when he walks out on the court. Just... Just, there's just a buzz about him. He belongs on the league. He belongs on that court. Mm-hmm. So, you can see it in, in everything that he does. From, uh, I, I didn't actually see it in the summer leagues. I couldn't. Because he didn't play in the summer league. Well, that's yeah. right. So I'm sorry. Is, I didn't know, I, I didn't know anything the, about him until no, I started he, seeing him. He was healthy. It just He doesn't really like to play basketball. Play. Not what? Not, yeah. he, he didn't play in the, the postseason tournament for the college uh, the NIT didn't know anything about him until this season. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he refuses to play for the Australian national team. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah well. But I, <laughs> I think I he's I too good him. for it all. I can't he's too good. He's, he's, they he's, left him out the team when he was 18. 20, 21, right? 22, 21? Uh, I thought he was a little bit younger. This is his second year. Mm-hmm. So he played one year, so he's 19. So he's probably 21, yeah. 20 or 21, I think. I can look it up. It's right around there. So this is the guy I'm taking because I just think he is the most blue chip like lockdown play. When I see Embiid, Porzingis, I, I see injury risk. I see amazing ceiling, but I see injury risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go... you see injury risk with the Greek freak? <laughs> no. That was my like, second That's choice. Him. I think it, that's who Sam's going to choose. Oh, yeah. so I, 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 would almost, I would almost put Greek freak and, and aged out of our young player. Yeah, he's, he's still 24. Tw- is he 24 now? 24. Yeah. Just he's been in the league long enough now. I didn't yeah. have him in that range. I would put him. I, that would be the guy I would, I yeah. would go with. You'd yeah. go with Simmons over the Greek freak. Yeah, I would. That's your first yeah. pick. Wow. It's really close. It's a one and two. Wow. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, I, had, I had aged Giannis out of this group, and okay. I still don't okay. have him or the or Ben Simmons as the number one pick. Or really? For who I choose. Oh, yes, Mark Falls. Jason Tatum. No. Uh, yeah, Jason Tatum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a man's man. No, no. Uh, I, I like the Ben Simmons pick. Uh, I, 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 the thing that I agree, his court presence is amazing. Like He's like a 6'10 point guard, just like uh, amazing distributor of the ball. Amazing at initiating the offense, finding guys open. The thing that really worries me is that he he can't shoot. He cannot. He does not shoot. He cannot uh, shoot. So many young players though can't shoot. They they, they develop a shot as they. As it's tricky. The some judge do, makes it. We talk about we talk about like uh, Irvin Johnson. Mm-hmm. Magic Magic his first three years he couldn't shoot. But I think we've entered a new uh, era of the NBA where, from like the 2015 season on, where the emphasis like there's such a premium on shooting. That even if he can improve from like where he's at now to like his improvement would have to be astronomical to put him in the top tier of NBA shooters. Mm-hmm. And a guy who doesn't have to make that leap is Kristaps Porzingis. Ooh, That's wow. the guy I would choose yeah. to build around. Kristaps Porzingis currently leads the NBA in blocks, blocks per game, and total blocks. He's in the top five he's NBA long. in scoring. 
I mean, this is a guy, like, what more can you ask from a, a five, from a center in today's NBA? To be the league leader in blocks, top five NBA scoring. This guy, at, at the young age that he's doing it with basically no supporting cast around him, he can rise up and shoot over absolutely anybody in the league. He's absolutely lethal from outside. There's nobody who can contest or block his shot. He can get that shot whenever he wants. And on the other end, he's actually stepped it up and become this kind of, like, terrorizing defensive presence. He's just, he's just a punkin fool. He's just dominating them. Uh, and you have this five, I mean, that's how you build a, a championship defense, from the one and the five. Uh, Nicotina looks good out there guarding guys on the one. But you have this guy, I love the rim protection, I love the shooting. 2017, I think those are the two most valuable individual statistical categories you can maximize. Um, I agree with some of them. He's a little bit lanky, a little goofy. He's got that weird, like, kind of, like, seven-foot white guy walking thing. Yeah. Like, he knows your athletic yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hope your ankle, like, I'd worry about your joints and things. Like that. I hope you're eating a lot of fish oil or whatever the fuck. But he's, yeah. Lat- he's Latvian, right? I'm sure they have a lot of, like, seafood in Latvia or something like that. And so I'm sure he's getting enough fish oil. The first thing I think about whenever I hear Kristaps Przingis is that I always hear Stephen A. yelling, Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> On, on first take, always constantly just yelling about it. We we drafted Porzingis. How, how much he hated the pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. hated it. He drew, yeah. he was and he went on a, like a like an eight minute rant about how shitty this pick was, mm. and of course you know how he he wanted to he he wanted to uh, the general manager sorry um, Phil Jackson um, Phil Jackson yeah. thank you sorry. A little momentary collapse. I don't want to think about Phil Jackson <laughs> and this. And we, I don't think we had, ever think about think yeah, about it the same first, way. For a pot, another podcast first, Phil Jackson. And Porzingis, you know, Porzingis hates Phil Jackson, of course. Hey, he skipped his uh, skipped regime. his summer yeah, meeting. Summer meeting. Yep, leaving meeting right. with them. Yeah, and, uh, and, I, they, and uh, were, they were they were thinking about trading him. No, that was the that final was like, straw. Phil yeah. Jackson was considering trading him. And yeah, that was the that was it, yeah. and that was bye bye Phil. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah. One of you, if one of you is going, it's gonna be you, buddy. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. you're, not, exactly. you're not getting rid of this of this of this beautiful unicorn. Um, yeah, I love. Yeah. I mean, what he's done this year, the way he stepped up, uh, making the the Knicks relevant and interesting. Right now, the Knicks are. At the 10 and 10, exactly 500. Yeah, I thought so. We yeah. thought this team was going to be a terrible team at the bottom of the Eastern Conference, and he has made them a mediocre team. <laughs> He's raised them up single-handedly to that this level. Is that booty base of <laughs> Yeah, they're right yeah. We're, we're Toronto's there, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, to Toronto about two games ahead. Yeah, from, from So there you go. Boom. We're going to do Lowry, Lowry DeRozan for, for Christophs. For, for Christophs. <laughs> you need to get Phil Jackson back first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, trade Mike going through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's ready to get rid of him. Yeah. Uh, he's looking back. So what do you think, Brett? Uh, I'm pitching Kristaps. Uh, uh, Matt is big on Ben Simmons. Uh, the other guys we did mention, Giannis, I guess you could put in that mix. Um, Joel Embiid, Carl Anthony Towns would be the other guys I think that would be a popular. I was going to go with Greek Freak as well. I mm-hmm. was thinking of him, but, but I actually... I'm a huge Ben Simmons. Oh my ben god! Ben Simmons, not two for two. Two for two. Two for two. I guess two, two, three. Three. I, I actually I didn't think that anybody else was going to go Ben Simmons. I I loved everything that I've seen of Ben Simmons. Yeah. I'm, I'm he he looks so comfortable on the floor. He looks like an NBA veteran already at this age. What about his teammate Embiid? Joel's doing well. I I thought he's having a great year this year. Um, how do I feel about about the two of them together? So far, from what I've seen, I I can't I can't imagine that. These I can imagine these two for the next couple of years. How long is Jules locked up for? They just signed a. Just, you just signed Max. Just signed Max. Wow. But uh, you know, in four years, he's played less than one regular. Yeah, season. it's just, so he's seventy. Seventy. Well, he has in been injured years. for so yeah. much, right? Yeah. I like Porzingis' health uh, long term more than I like Embiid's. Yeah, Embiid's such Porzingis a risk was for that. Closer, Nobody thought about Carl Anthony Towns. Huh? 
I think he's yeah. a horrible defensive player. Yeah, he doesn't do too much on offense. I think he's good, really good, though, yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's a top five. He's, yeah. he's definitely a top five, yeah. yeah I think yeah. he'd be the fifth pick of that top five, though. Which is weird, because a, a couple of years ago, I, even maybe before the season, I might have said I had him definitely above Kristaps. Mm-hmm. Um, probably still behind Giannis. Yeah. And Giannis, I mean, if we're putting Giannis in that mix, I think that there's a strong yeah. case to be made for him to be that number one guy. Then I, I want to ask you guys this, then. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's talk ball. <laughs> just, uh, it's a good name for a podcast. Let's talk ball, yeah. That can be Leangelo's. Let's talk LaMelo. LaVar. Well, I, I want to know what your guy's opinion is so far in this in this young season, how how you feel about ball. Because we're going to start talking about the Lakers. That's the third. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. We're going to go into the Lakers very yeah. soon. Matt, so what, what do you think? You're, you're a big Lakers fan. Lakers apologist, I'll say. <laughs> apologist, <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. What, what are your ball uh, thoughts? I think he's overperformed. I was really expecting the pressure of his father and the NBA to really bear he's down. He's overperformed, yeah. I, I, I believe so. I, I know his stats are really wonky. He, he averages <laughs> like. Eight, eight, eight. Wait, wait. Here this, we go. The so, summer so, league. He looked great. He looked like a world beater back then. Yeah, I just think he's under so much pressure, like with his father, and that that how his father has beefs with every team, and so each point guard he goes up against is just trying to like expose him. We saw with the first game with Beverly just intentionally oh. fouling him and just you know sort of a put shining the, the spotlight on him, saying you know if you're gonna play in the NBA, you need to be able to handle this kind of stuff. You know, I think this year you could say. He hasn't performed very well, but I think that the fact that he's hung in strong, he hasn't broke down, he's just been mentally tough and just always so cool. He kind mentally of has like tough, not really physically tough. <laughs> not at all. But, uh, <laughs> I, I think that mentally tough that I like his long term potential. I mean, I, I think this could be one of the worst statistical years ever for an NBA player. Possibly with his shooting percentage, with the minutes and the 20s, shooting percentage. Yeah, it really could be, but I like his long term. I mean, almost nine points per game, shooting thirty-six uh, percent from the field and almost twenty-four percent from the three-point line. Definitely over overperforming. Almost, almost got that twenty-four percent clip. Definitely overperform, overperforming. Like what? This is a guy coming in the league. We were talking about like you know, bar bar none, he's gonna be an elite shooter. Like you know, <laughs> exactly. bar none, you know, like whatever he can, as a, as a, he's gonna be an elite passer, an elite shooter. Okay, seven point one assists for certainly like. As a starting NBA point guard, that doesn't seem like Not an unreasonable. Doesn't seem like an unreasonable amount of assists yeah, to average right. per game. A lot game. of rebounds, though. Uh, a lot of rebounds for for a point guard, definitely uh, around around the basket. And yeah. uh, uh, but his his shot has been horrible. Like he's he's had he's had miserable stat lines. Like I mean, just posting O for like twelves, yeah. one for elevens, and things like that in these in these games that are just uh, this abhorrent shooting percentage. And this is the one thing he was supposed to be like bar none going to be good at regardless. You know, whatever else shakes out, he's going to be a good NBA so, shooter. I mean, he's not even the best rookie on that team. No. Yeah, not even the best. Not the best rookie Kuzma. team. Yeah, Kuzma. Yeah, Kuzma. Yeah. Kuzma. He's not the best rookie. So let's talk about these. Uh, this is our third, uh, our third yep. debate topic right here. It just so happens that this one's worth three points. So it's a pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. There you go. There we you go. forgot nice. to tell you that at the beginning of nice. the podcast. It's like that show. Remember Nickelodeon Guts? Did you ever watch that show when you were growing I, I up? I did, but yeah, it's how the scoring worked. Yeah, remember they had like they do like three events, and the That's... last was the Agro Crag, right? They had to climb the Agro, <laughs> like and the Agro Crag was worth like every event was worth a hundred points, and the Agro Crag was like. 500 points <laughs> it took so me like a year to figure out I, just, I wouldn't even apply myself for the first three years yeah, just rest save your strengths for the aggro <laughs> we're ready we're ready for the aggro game face everyone game face I want to always yeah it took me like a year to figure out I was like wait this 
all this other shit doesn't matter. It's just the aggro crack. <laughs> Nobody cares about guts except for the aggro crack. Um, yeah, so this is the aggro crack question right now. A lot of talk has been made about LeBron James' potential off-season destinations mm. and probably the marquee uh, location that has been floated, particularly before the season, was Los Angeles, joining the yeah. Los Angeles Lakers. This is going to be the last stage of LeBron's career as he becomes... Media mogul LeBron, entertainment mogul LeBron, mm -hmm. uh, clutch, Space Jam 2 LeBron. Yeah, Space Jam 2 LeBron, clutch, entertainment LeBron, whatever happens uh, in the future there. And so the Lakers looked at. So what do you think, Matt, as, as the, the Lakers as a, as a potential landing place for LeBron James? Yeah, so I just have two points, two reasons why I think he's going to go to the Lakers. One, I mentioned a lot on the podcast, so I'll speed through it. They have so much young, talented guys. They have like maybe about eight deep. Jordan Matt's Clarkson. Not, he's not actually Kuzma, making air quotes Ingram. around talent, but yeah. you, can, you can assume yeah. that they're there, yeah. Julius Randle, yeah. Uh, Larry Nance Jr. They, they just have so many young guys they're that they young package core. up to get for veterans later or just have uh, free agents sign now because you have all these young guys on cheap contracts. If they don't uh, extend the qualifying offer to Julius Randle, he walks, he's off, the, he's off their books. They have a bunch of cap room so they signed LeBron, hopefully at a discount. If not, they can still get another free agent, max player with LeBron. Plus, then down the road, you package up uh, uh, some of the young guys with some of the, the bad contracts. You got the, the one really bad contract, uh, drawn up like the African player. Oh, um, Luol Deng. Yeah, Luol Deng. Package him up with a couple of young guys. It's British. With the African name. With the African name. I mean, Fields. I think he might have dual residency. Who was the general manager who said something? He's got he's got a little African in him. Yeah, the Atlanta GM. The Atlanta GM. Sent the email around saying he's. He's got just a little African. He's got a little African in it. And the, whole league, the whole league fake. exploded. Like, oh, he's going to sell you cold fake gold watches. Something fake as well. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So, it's a little, a little on the nose. So that, that's number one why I think he's going to go there. Number two is that I think he's not going to stay in Cleveland. I think this roster is just dying around him. Tristan Thompson, mm. he's he's been injured. Uh, you have Ch Channing Fry. He doesn't go to Cleveland anything. He can Love. leave now. He's like, got the championship. Yeah. I just think there's no young guys. There's no, like, Oh, they've been developing the second round pick. It's Rose. There's just there's zero young guys on this team. I don't think he's gonna stay there, not even for another year. I think he's gonna leave. And if he's gonna leave, what where's a better situation than the Lakers? Because I think he wants to build something still. He wants to choose obviously a great destination for himself. He's not gonna mm -hmm. rebuild, but he wants to say, I went to a team that was a lottery team and I rebuilt that. Even mm -hmm. though this lottery team is stacked full of assets, mm -hmm. he's not gonna join up with like uh the Wizards or the yeah. Celtics or the Warriors, the Rockets. He's not going to do that. He wants yeah. to go and say, I turned this bad team into a good team, even though this team is stacked with assets. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, the last stage of his. I, I I agree with you on one of the points. That I think that LeBron has gone from Cleveland. I think you look at this Cleveland roster, the way they're built, the way they're structured. I think he's out the door. Like mm -hmm. you said, Brandon doesn't doesn't owe the team anything. No, there's no reason that the owner has been continually antagonistic <laughs> against him. Oh my gosh! Yeah, just nasty towards him all the time. And uh, so I think I think he's definitely. I think he is Gonzo, one hundred percent. I just don't think it's the Lakers. And so the reason why. The Lakers then where? Well, let's talk. We'll talk about that afterward. Let me make my case against right. the Lakers. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, first of all, <laughs> the judge overruled. I can do it. Yeah. I can do it. Yeah, I'll, I'll allow it. it. I'll allow it. Let's hear it. Uh, yeah. yeah. My main case is that the Lakers are trash, and everyone on their team is trash. They're a trash team full of trash players. The the whole the the, the list of everyone? people that you've mentioned, I, I think they're all trash. Ingram? 
Alonso, I think that I think I, and Brandon Ingram is averaging like 14 points per game right now, give, being given all the opportunity in the world. You know who else is averaging 14 points per game? Jason Tatum with one less year in the league. I would, rather, <laughs> would you rather have Brandon Ingram or Jason Tatum right Ingram. now? Ingram. You'd rather take oh, Ingram. You are trash. You are trash like the Lakers. <laughs> He's, that a you support. <laughs> He's a skinny Durant. He's a skinny Durant. He's a skinny Durant. He's a skinny Durant. He's a, he's a waif, but he's not demonstrated anywhere near the outside shooting of Durant. The uh, the, the the court sense. I mean, especially on stage. No, I don't say. I mean, Durant was 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 chucking and, f- and filling it up at a young age. Yeah. Um, and, and he's a beefier. And Ingram. I mean, if that's the if that's the first example of like if the Lakers are not trash, as you point to their their fourteen point per game second year player Brandon Ingram, and just say he's just like a tinier Durant. Like, you know, like, like okay, <laughs> great, awesome team you got. Like fantastic. Julius Randle's an undersized energy center who could be like a decent six man on a, mm-hmm. on a playoff team. For Sure. Um, you know, the, uh, Larry Nance Jr. Is, is, will give you a couple of nice highlights every year. Lonzo Ball is trash. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Kuzma is like a decent wing, a great seventh, a great seventh man maybe for a playoff seventh team. Seventh man, so, you don't even get into center of a sixth man. Absolutely, like you're, he's in LA. Like these players are all benefiting from the, like the limelight, the attention being on them. Like if they're an NBA team, someone's going to score twenty points. Like it's you're going to get points as an NBA team. Uh, these guys, I see a lot of like good stats, bad team guys uh, on this uh, on this team. Jordan Clarkson, f- foremost amongst those guys. Um, hey man. Yeah, I mean, that's fire right there. That's yeah. just so the 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 premise that the LeBron James coming to them rests on is is this is is the two point part idea of them being able to sign another marquee free agent mm-hmm. and then the and then the assets bundle. So let's look realistically at that. Paul George has been the name most heavily linked to the L.A. Lakers. So you slot him in as that other max contract spot. Okay. So now you got so now you got Paul George and LeBron James in the starting lineup, and uh, and you know hope that the move plus like, let's say player X there as I assume they go for some big man. So Lonzo Ball's your point guard. Mm-hmm. You got Paul George, LeBron James. Player X and I guess Kuzma is your stuff. The trash. That's that trash. That's trash. <laughs> in the Western Conference, like what what seat does that get you in the Western Conference? We gotta see what Lonzo evolves into and what Kuzma evolves <laughs> yeah, into. Yeah, exactly. okay, yeah. Rookie player. Yeah, like, one of them the, the, the a seventh man on an NBA playoff team and the other one a, a dumpster fire. Like like the Lonzo ball. It's amazing that this year we have this has been incredible for rookies that the top two picks both have respectively been absolutely Absolutely terrible. You uh, do know that if Lavar heard this, Lavar would be so angry right now. He would fly right. He'd probably he think probably we would, fly over. He'd, he'd probably, probably worry that we were in China. And, and, you know, <laughs> like the the Ball family, not a great legal history in China. Well, so, that's true. Yeah, yeah. true. All right, can I make one third point? Yeah, absolutely. Is that uh, LeBron has been able to get free agents to sign minimum contracts to play with him. He did that's it really true. well he the ring in chasers. Miami, yep. and he's doing it okay in Cleveland. He's got Dwayne Wade who's playing well. Derek Rose, that's a little bit. well, right? Yeah. Jose Calderon. Jose yeah, Calderon. That's a great list we got so far. <laughs> in Raptor. Almost as good. How about let's go to LA where most of the players live in the offseason? How many players are going to be willing to take a pay cut to play with LeBron in LA for one of the NBA's like, like uh, most herald teams? Yeah. Premier franchise. Sure. But who are those get... players? Who are those guys? Who are like the. Well, well it's 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 who's coming up? Yeah, right? That's what I'm worried about. Who's coming up on free agency next year? 
Paul George is going to be a free agent. Of next course year. he is, but uh, LeBron James. But Carmelo's signed for longer, long term, right? He's he's there. Carmelo for, has a player option for like twenty eight million for the next year, which he's look he's probably which is most. I mean, there's there's an argument to be made that he turns it down for a longer term deal and to make because the idea is after that twenty eight million. Well, after that twenty eight, that's going to be nothing. Like right. if he keeps playing the way he is now, this could be literally nothing. Yeah. So he turns it down and takes like a three year twelve. You know, something. I just try to make more money over the length of three years. But most likely, Melo's going to pick up that twenty eight million Anybody else? option. Anybody else do we see? Um, yeah. There's a lot of players with options. Uh, Boogie, right? Isn't Boogie going to be out? Boogie's yeah. out. Yeah. CP3's out. DeAndre so, yeah. Jordan? So, I mean, CP3 could go back to LA. What about Jordan? Jordan has a player option, mm-hmm. but uh, he'd probably decline that. I think he's due for a big contact. So, yeah, that could be a, their center. Mm-hmm. See, Sam? There you go. Those are your roster. That's trash. Lonzo but, Ball at the one and DeAndre Jordan at the five. Okay, good luck. And DeAndre Jordan's not signing. <laughs> yeah, you're getting the, yeah. Max, but. yeah, you're getting the, you're getting the, you're getting the fifth seed in the West. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't buy it. I don't buy the, I don't buy their assets. They're like the West Coast hypothetical team to me. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like any players. What do you okay. think, Brando? As well, uh, wait, wait, you didn't tell me yeah. where he's gonna go. Oh, where I think he's gonna go? Yeah. I think he's gonna go to the 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 former East Coast hypothetical team. Philadelphia 76ers, LeBron like James on the Chilio Embiid, Redick, Ben Simmons, and LeBron James, and whoever else, me, as their starting five. It doesn't matter at that point. You're good. TJ McConnell, I would like to roll, roll the ball out there. Let those guys play. If we get a healthy Embiid, I think LeBron can wait. Like, let's see if we get a healthy Embiid season. Let's see if Embiid stays healthy all year. Yeah, Ben Simmons, Embiid, and LeBron on the same court. Redick flying around off screens doing J.J. Redick things. Uh, that team, that would be the team I'd like to see him join. Even Markel Fultz could play on that team. Christ. Uh, oh, yeah. Markel yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. That'd be really funny to see. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I don't know how realistic like that is, but that would be... Like, I have another, I have another option here. Right. Oh, okay, yeah. One option that we've, neither of you have even thought about. But I think it's brilliant. Vancouver. And it's, it's Vancouver. <laughs> 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 he gets to be an NBA big country James. No, but no, it just uh, he's because LeBron has, has been such a this year's been he's been more prevalent on social media, mm-hmm. and he's been you know it, this has been a big year for him as far as um, he's been taking a lot of, of hits to his character this mm-hmm. year and a lot of hits on the court as well. People have been. Uh, it's a it's a sad day what's happening with Cleveland. Every every time I look at what's happening with Cleveland, they're struggling. Um, they can't seem to get their themselves going. Uh, now it's it's picking up right now. But they're not having fun. I mean, they're not having they're fun. Not, no they're one wants to play. Fun. Fun. They've won LeBron. eight in a row, nine and one over LeBron, the last ten. LeBron is in the off season. He's going to call another. He's going to do another decision, mm-hmm. and he's going to call it. Um, the press will come, and he's going to oh, let. That would be great. He's, he's, he's going to do another that. decision. He's going to do another decision. Make no mistake. He wants that day back, hmm. and this time he's going to Boston. So he's going to. Yeah. Yeah. Kyrie's Kyrie's yeah. going to lose his mind. Kyrie's going to be like, "The fuck? The fuck, the this guy. fuck are you doing?" Uh, <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. He doesn't even matter. He's going to Danny Ainge. He's like, "I'm going to Boston, Danny." I'm going to Boston, Danny Ainge. Be like, "Fuck yes!" I'm signing a minimum contract. I'm signing a minimum contract in Boston, and everybody would lose their everyone donating my whole mind. Oh, that'd be great. You know, and I and I specifically as LeBron, I'd be like, "I want." Kyrie to call me the kid. <laughs> I wanted to mentor me a little bit. <laughs> uh, I just need Kyrie back in my life. That would yeah. be brilliant. No, That'd be a checkmate. Game it'd over. Be, it would be, Sorry, right? Kyrie. Dude, I can't see a, a, a way around it. Kyrie, Gordon Hayward, LeBron James. Yeah. It would oh, be the most passive aggressive thing. That's the greatest lineup ever. Oh my god. I and love and it. Kyrie would be so angry. 
fantastic. What so if we had, that, no, but I, I that's I, fantastic. I, what are the most hilarious type like like Golden State? That'd be hilarious. Like, oh, oh like, my god, god. I, I would not that's, watch that's NBA. Long, yeah. I, just yeah. up, I, is, I would not watch NBA next year. That's, that is yeah. the Olympic team. That is the, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's not fun anymore. Portland, no. Slovakia. Doubling down on Lithuania. It's just not fun anymore. Wow. So what what's your final what are your final thoughts? My final thoughts on this. I would probably think if he doesn't stay in Cleveland, and I can't see him leaving Cleveland, I, I think he's probably going to stay in Cleveland. You think Cleveland. Okay. 60% he's going to stay in Cleveland. Okay. I, I don't see him leaving. Uh, Cleveland looks like they're going to do everything in their power to keep him. Yeah. And they'll, if they've still got the, 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 Brooklyn, they've got the Brooklyn pick. That's huge. Yeah. That's money in the bank right there. It's a top four, right? It's, it's a protected. Probably be protected. Yeah. I think at this point, it's unprotected, right? Is it unprotected? Yeah, yeah. it's unprotected, but it's, it's predicted pick. to be around four or five. Yeah. <laughs> well, right now it, it will be, be right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Four, top four, top five. So right now it'd be the the fifth. It'd be the fifth pick right now. Mm-hmm. And so to have that, I mean, that's just that. I think that they got that, of course, because yeah. we're thinking that probably LeBron's going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And LeBron could go. So there's that potential. Hedge but, their bets. Yeah, exactly. They're going to hedge their bets and make sure they cover their ass because. You don't know what LeBron's going to do, and I'm sure he doesn't even know. He's going to, you know, uh, he's going to just check the salt when, wherever it falls. Where we so, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. Uh, but I I can see if if he's going to go anywhere, he'll probably go to Los Angeles. Oh, it's yeah. a sweep. You know he's gonna, like, you know he's gonna How do you think he's going to go to Philadelphia? Come on, are you sitting? Chile, all right. He has life. nothing. To, he has no. That'd be hilarious. He has nothing. So close to Cleveland. L.A. is L.A. is where he's going to go. Magic Johnson is, is, he's got his ear already. Magic Johnson wants... LeBron there. L.A. is calling for him to be there. He are, his agent is based in Burbank, California. His his That's, agency... If he wants to make the entertainment mogul play, that, that is the place. That's LeBron the, James, I still contend the Lakers my, are trash. I'm going down. <laughs> yeah. I'll, 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 I'll go down that road. Right. I'll go down that road. But you know they're going to be a favorite with LeBron on that Absolutely. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, that quote of, of LeBron's like, listen, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business. Man, yeah, you know, and that's that's LeBron. He wants to be, he wants to be a mogul. He wants to finish his yeah. career, and he wants to, yeah. and that's where LA comes in. Unless he goes to New York, King and of I New York, would, I would believe New York more. Ooh, but interesting. That's an Their interesting one. As well. Not very, not very good. Well, Jose yeah. yeah. and LeBron. Yeah, it's been uh, a and you can't tell me, but yeah, I don't know how many. They have so many yeah. bad contracts. They do. Yeah. They have lots you of bad contracts for right? three more years. You can know us get like standing ovations at the Garden now. They're like they're yeah. so New York's so yeah. happy. <laughs> they're so happy they're not they're not in the bottom anymore. Oh. Well, Matt, it was a clean sweep for you in the court of Brandon Thompson. Well done. Uh, you've you've really outdoed me on the I last our trivia pod. You did a great job. He's a compelling guy. I get it. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> he makes a strong case. <laughs> anyway, uh, this has been Dunk You Very Much. <clears throat> Going over some topics in the NBA right now. Yeah. Thank you so much, Brandon, for joining us, man. Thank That's a lot you. of fun. Thank you for having me. This was an awesome. It was awesome. I'd love to do it again. This. Yeah, we definitely get you back yeah. on as Cheers the year continues. Yeah. Next yes. time we feel like talking about Toronto, we'll get you on. So, like, 2019, <laughs> 2020, we'll start to schedule that yeah, uh, right away. <laughs> no, awesome stuff. Check us out at dunkyvermuchpod at gmail.com. Dunk you very much pod at Twitter. Dunk you very much pod on Facebook. That's it for tonight. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Bye-bye. Thank you.